timeout when there's gaps in coverage every team needs a player they can count on to help aflac supplemental insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't when you're sick or injured bills can rack up fast aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like rent or groceries get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover Visit Aflac.com to learn more. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, it is a Wednesday. We are live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1. Jimmy Johnson stopping by. Went to dinner last night, hung out with Sean Payton. How much fun is that? Bill Parcells' story. I could sit and listen to Bill Parcells' stories all night long. Uh, Jason McIntyre is joining me. Went to the 900 last night and just talked football for hours. Oh, good to good to know I wasn't invited to that well, powwow. You've got hey, I, you know, hey, maybe next time I'll get the uh, call from the bullpen. Hey, J Mac, come on down. Yeah, well, played some I mean, board games with my family last night. It was awesome. Board games with the kids. Yeah, have you heard of the game Set? No, it's good for identifying patterns, um, math, quick thinking, nerdy stuff, but good for the kids. Good, I'll try that. <laughs> um, so there's a there's a story today. It is interesting. Uh, spent a lot of time last night, about four or five hours with Sean Payton, and uh, he's a great hang, great stories, funny, smart guy. So there's stories out there today. Tom Brady, Sean Payton, are they going to go to Carolina? He does interview. I think it's this Friday. He's flying out to New York to meet with David Tepper. Uh, I can disclose that. Um, you know, for, for years and years, uh, I, I told young broadcasters, don't chase money, chase really good management. If you're good at your job, there's a sea of money. There's not a lot of great management. And um, that's what's always been fascinating about the NFL is you think billionaires are all brilliant and wonderful. And let's be honest, the NBA just had to get rid of an owner. Baseball had to get rid of Mark Schott. NBA had to get rid of Donald Sterling. There's a lot of bad owners out there that sometimes they inherited money uh, from a family. A lot of times they don't even like the sport. Uh, Somebody dies in the family. They're left with it. But the gap, I can tell you this, um, the gap, listening to stories last night, between the haves and the have-nots in this league is not just quarterbacks or coaches. It is ownership. Even on Zoom calls, you can spot the dysfunction. Zoom calls. Not even being in the room, 
you can see why certain teams lose and why certain teams win. Yesterday, Sean spent uh, uh, four or five hours with the people that own the Denver Broncos up in uh, a little north here of Los Angeles. Very impressive group. Condoleezza Rice is in that group. Um, but we see it all the time. The Warriors are run at a certain level. The Lakers at a different level. The Braves are the Dodgers. Elite front offices. Uh, the Pirates, not so much. Kansas City Chiefs, a Hunt family. Then you look at Dan Snyder in Washington or the Bears, McCaskies. Um, what, what I think is interesting is that there's a lot of things that are discussed. Um, ownership, stability, and quarterback are really, really important. But GMs matter. What's your relationship? What's the division? Do you have to play Mahomes and Herbert? That's for your 17 games. But never forget this that the last 20 years in the NFL, there's a strong argument to be made that two of the best coaches, maybe the two best coaches, two of the three best coaches are Bill Belichick and Andy Reid. Belichick, all things considered, chose Bob Kraft over the Jets' owners. That's why he chose the job. The quarterback situation in Bill Belichick's eyes wasn't ideal at either. The rosters weren't ideal at either. He chose Kraft over the Jets owners and for 20 years dominated the sport. Andy Reid had many suitors when he left Philadelphia. Quarterback situation wasn't ideal. The Chiefs' momentum and culture maybe not. He chose the Hunt family over several other suitors. The Hunts are known. The, the Kansas City Chiefs alumni, players alumni, Nobody treats their players in the NFL, their former players, better than the Chiefs. It's understood in the league. So both Belichick and Andy Reid chose owner over quarterback, over division, over roster, over cap issues, over draft capital. Who owns the team? And so I think it's interesting uh, listening to Sean last night talk about the various ownership situations and how much it matters is that you just can't think about Twitter when Twitter had a board and several voices and there were concerns beyond the former owner, Jack, right? It was one company. Then it's a different company when Elon Musk takes it over. It's authoritarian. Now, many people love Musk. Many people hate Elon Musk, but it's a totally different company. Um, often reactionary uh, often now very impulsive, whether you like him or not, right? Like he's very political and I'm not. So I don't really have strong feelings about him, but he is incredibly impulsive that he's getting sued now over a tweet and Tesla or something. So that's the reality is many of the richest people in the world are impulsive. You saw what happened to the Colts this year when Jim Ursay started making key decisions. So Sean was on the show this Monday and talked about the things that are at play when you're considering coaching a football team. If the quarterback is there, they're probably a team that's playing well, generally speaking. And so the, the teams that have openings, I'm not going to say are broken, but they've had problems. That's why there's an opening. Um, and so I, I think that element's critical, the ownership element. There are a number of teams – it's hard to win in this league, and, and it's certainly harder to win in this league if there's internal uh, problems before, he, before you even play an opponent. It's also very mathy. The NFL 
gets about two really good quarterbacks a year. Two from college football. It used to average about one to one and a half, but I think because of cultural changes in football, better coaching at the high school level, seven on high school level, seven on seven stuff, you get about two quarterbacks a year that can play in this league. Two. And let's say Sean Payton took the Carolina job. It's a bad division. Brady's going to leave it, right? If he does. Well, you'd probably vie to win the league because they have a good defense. Sean would probably win that division first year in Carolina. Okay, now you're not going to get a Caleb Williams at USC or a Drake May at Carolina because you're going you're gonna to draft around 20 once you make the playoffs. So the idea that, hey, we got the owner, we got this, we don't have the quarterback yet. It becomes a math issue. College only gives you about two a year. And the teams that get the dibs on them are often awful. Jacksonville pre-Trevor Lawrence. Chicago pre-Justin Fields. Houston now's got a shot. Right? So there's a lot of things at play. Ownership, though, is really, really crucial. All right, so Aaron Rodgers, this will be the 38th straight day I've talked about Aaron. Apparently, I don't know if there's some website or something that tracks my, <laughs> my Aaron Rodgers snark. So uh, here's his latest quote. He said this yesterday on YouTube, Pat McAfee Show. He says, you know, I had interviews. Green Bay isn't really pressing for any type of specific answer. I think you have a feeling which way you're leaning, like I said during the season. Eh, both sides wanting to make it work together, move forward. There's more conversations to be had. I, I think no player wants to be part of a rebuild. Reloads are fun. If there's a rebuild going on, I don't want to be part of that. It's very, very fuzzy. Just remember this. I'm going to give you four teams that had quarterback indecision this year. So let's start with three that had some quarterback indecision in the offseason. Tampa, Brady retired and unretired. Very fuzzy for months. How did Tampa do? Eight and nine and just shelled in the playoffs. The GOAT shelled in the playoffs. Arizona. Remember Arizona, the offseason? We didn't know if Kyler Murray was coming back. Contract. All sorts of indecision. Fuzzy. Four and 13. And Green Bay. Aaron, ayahuasca. Not going to be there with the young receivers. Eight and nine. Oh, I'll get around to it. I, I don't have an answer yet. Mm, I think it's kind of time. Tom Brady knew a year before he left New England. He knew he was leaving. You know. For the record, what has been the NFL team in the last five to six weeks that had indecision at quarterback? Baltimore. And they lost four or five games. Is he playing? Is he not? Is he talking? What's he doing? What's his contract? The idea that this is just no big deal, I'll take my time. Tampa, Arizona, Green Bay, and in-season Baltimore. The four teams... I believe that Aaron gains some level of power keeping everybody guessing. He couldn't do this if they had an owner. But this is Aaron's way to be a topic, to be discussed. Because he's not getting discussed for playing. He's done. Brock Purdy now is being discussed. Jalen Hurts is being discussed. Mahomes, Allen. This is Aaron's way to be discussed and to have power, is keep the Packers guessing. He likes it. Favre did this, too. It was ego. Favre loved to keep Green Bay guessing. Meant a lot for Favre. 
You don't do this with an owner. You do it when you don't have one. You have a board. And so you can wait all you want, be fuzzy all you want, say, I kind of know where I'm leaning. Tampa, Green Bay, Arizona, indecision at quarterback. Baltimore, in-season indecision, lost 405. I think it matters. I think you got to be all in, got to be all in now. Team set their draft boards, combines coming up, practice, Jordan Love, get on the phone, get off it. I think it matters. Day 38 of me criticizing Aaron Rodgers. Kind of into it now. You're going to lean all the way into this, Colin. I know you are. Hey, by the way, great point on uh, Favre, Rodgers watching Favre. You remember this commercial in like, I don't know, it was the 90s? I learned it by watching you. The kid says it to his parents. This is Rodgers watching Favre. Yeah. I mean, at first when Aaron got there, according to Jeff Perlman's book called Gunslinger, like Aaron never wanted anything to do with Favre. He loved tweaking Favre. He's sort of become Favre. The way he throws, uh, the way he threatens retirement. And I, and I do believe um, when you keep people guessing, when you're late to a party, when you're late to arrive, when you keep a boss at bay, it is at some form power. You have it. My bosses want to know, what do I want to do going forward? Yeah, I'm not there yet. Yeah. It's power. That's why I try to tell bosses clearly early what I'm doing. Otherwise, they feel backed into a corner. But there is no owner, so there's nobody to back into the corner, right? I don't know. I've said this before. I would move off him. I'd move him to Vegas. I'd move him to Tennessee. I'd get picks. Green Bay's got a good roster. I'd go with Jordan Love. I think the division next year, Minnesota pulls back. Chicago's still a mess. Detroit, to me, and Green Bay with Jordan Love would be the two offenses that are viable that I could win a division with. You know, I'm learning a lot from watching you here, how you handle uh, yeah. management, yes. uh, media. I'm taking notes. Could you repeat what you just said <laughs> about keeping people waiting? Don't, don't, don't back people into a corner. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpresscom express.com with amex terms apply simply safe colin.com 20 off your order thefts and burglaries spike over the winter Best time to secure your family, simply safe, and your house. So um, let's say your kid's really struggling in school, and so you're like, okay, I'm going to get him the best tutor possible. He's failing. And the tutor gets the grade up to a C. A is not realistic. B is overly hopeful. But the tutor, the tutor you got the best tutor in town. Get your son to a C to a C plus. You feel pretty good. But let's be realistic. It's not getting you into the Ivy League. Okay? So I see all this optimism with Daniel Jones. He got the best tutor to save his career. His career was done. He was awful. With, with an elite left tackle, one of the game's best. With a star running back, one of the league's best. With a guy that's going to win offensive coach of the year, a brilliant offensive mind, Daniel Jones threw 15 touchdown passes and was behind Davis Mills and Taylor Heineke in passing yards per game. By the way, it's not a little thing to have a star running back, a brilliant offensive coach, and a great left tackle. They are missing a number one receiver. They got a bunch of twos and threes. They're okay, but they don't really have a guy, a Jamar Chase, a Justin Jefferson. For the record, most teams don't. But Brian Dable saved a disaster of a career. He was flunking the class. So it's interesting. What did Dable do with Daniel Jones? He clearly doesn't think he's a dynamic passer. How do I know that? Because what he really did was clean up all of his god-awful mistakes and asked him to run more. If you think somebody's got a great arm... You let him throw 42 times. What he really did is, okay, you're making two mistakes a game. I'm going to cut out the mistakes. I'm going to raise your ceiling, and uh, I'm going to have you run 17 times against the Vikings. That was more than Barkley. I think Saquon Barkley ran like a little more than half that. So in the end, when I see all this optimism for Daniel Jones, let's not pretend they don't have anything. They have it. The best defensive coordinator, arguably in the sport, the best new offensive mind in the sport in Brian Dayball, an elite left tackle, a star running back, and a great front seven defensively. Like, he doesn't have to win shootouts. And with that, they had nine close wins and one blowout win. So the margin for the Giants, and I, and I think you would admit, if they got a number one receiver, next year most Giant fans would really be like, that's the missing piece. They're not a team without, they need another corner. They need a star receiver. I'd like to see him go get like a top center in the free agent market. But this idea is Brian Dable saved a bust. This was a bust career. And I, and I think Daniel Jones, um, I mean, in, in fact, if you really go, I went and looked at the numbers this morning. It's not like he's consistently good against bad defenses. He was good twice against the Vikings, but once against the Lions, he wasn't very good. He wasn't very good against Seattle's defense. So he's not even at the point that he's consistently excellent against bad defenses. 
He was really solid against the Vikings twice and once against the Lions. So can you be optimistic? Yes. But we do know something to be true. Every year, seven teams that make the playoffs don't. Two of the teams I would cancel next year, who won the most close games? Giants and Vikings. History tells you you don't win nine close games next year. I would put the Lions in, the Steelers in. There are teams I would, I think if Denver can get like a Sean Payton, I'd put them in. But you know, when I hear all this, this optimism, it's like you do realize at this point, Brian Dable, the tutor, saved failing a class and got him to a C to a C minus. That's what we've got here. There's no way. Nobody thinks he's Mahomes. You're not going to ace the class. He's not going Ivy League here. That's not what we're talking about. He saved a dead career. And the save with a great coach, very good defense, star left tackle, star running back, was 15 touchdown passes. If you take the Viking games out, just the two Viking games, the worst defense I saw all year in the league, he threw for under 3,000 yards and 14 touchdown passes. This was a save, a kick save and a butte, as they say. The A is off the board. The B to B plus is off the board. The student's not getting that. We're, we're praying to a B minus right now. We're a C. We're not even a C plus. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. But you know, when you, when you haven't been good for a decade, I understand fan bases, you feel like, okay, we got it. They didn't pick up his option, right? The, gi- the giant. So... You know, in the end, they didn't pick up that fifth-year option. Yeah. They're probably going to have to swallow hard for a year of the franchise, tag it, do whatever you got to do. But when you have, remember when Cleveland was pathetic forever and Baker gets them into the playoffs, and the following year they're awful. The reality is, and, and Cleveland fans were convinced this was the beginning of the, no, 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 that's the Steelers, that's the Ravens. The truth, or it's Burrow and the Bengals. You're not going to win in this league with just a great coach. To get to the highest, mostly, look who's left. There's one quarterback we don't know much about, Brock Purdy, and that's with a brilliant coach and literally a pro bowler in every single unit, both sides of the ball. These Giants fans are a little unreasonable about Jones. They all want to keep him. I'm just going to remind Giants fans. Odell Beckham, everybody loved him. He was the biggest deal in New York. I was like, this guy's starting to wobble. I don't know. I, I said trade him, and that's when Odell blocked me on social media. Yeah. The Giants waited, held too long. Got, remember they got like a guard for Odell Beckham and then like some other small things? Like, you want to hold on to Daniel Jones and pay him? Just be careful. And let's continue here with the Giants, Colin, coming off their first playoff win since Super Bowl forty-six. Brian Dable deserves a ton of credit, obviously, as you've said. But he'll have his hands full with Jalen Hurts Saturday on Fox in the divisional round. Here's what Dable had to say about getting his team ready for Saturday. You're trying to give your players everything you can in terms of the preparation process of it. You know, what they do or not do, you know, you never know going into a game, so it'll be the standard procedure that we usually do. You expect them to run him more or him to be able to run more than he uh, did in that game? I don't know. I don't know. I think you got to prepare for everything. Um, dynamic player. Uh, said this before, can throw it, can pass it. That's why he's, you know, up there for MVP and, you know, got a big challenge ahead. You, you like the Giants here as big underdogs? Well, the, the number is big. So, I like last week, I, I thought the Bengals would win. I took the Ravens' number. Yeah. I took the Jags in the points. Uh, I took Seattle in the points. I was right for a half. Is in a rivalry game like this, when you have two very competent defenses, 
I think it'll be fairly low scoring, and seven and a half points is a lot in a 24-20-ish game. I think Philadelphia is the better roster. They have a more dynamic quarterback. They have an offensive coach, too. Uh, Lane Johnson, you pointed out, is now is practicing. Yeah. If Lane Johnson plays, and I really think it matters, I think they'll be able to keep basically Dexter Lawrence, Thibodeau. They'll, they'll keep that defensive front somewhat in check. Um, and, and when they do, I think Philadelphia wins. You know how we say sometimes a bye can hurt momentum for a team? The Eagles didn't have any momentum going into the bye. I think it helps them immensely. I, I think the Eagles are the tide here, right? Probably handily. Daniel Jones against a really good defense? Well, the, the numbers show you that Daniel often this year struggled against a bad defense. So as I said earlier, yeah. he, we're not even at the point where you get, like Mahomes against a bad defense is, you know, Burrow against a bad defense. You kind of know the numbers you're getting. I mean, even Dak Prescott, when Dak Prescott faced, you know, Tampa struggled at the end of the year. When Dak Prescott faced the Vikings this year. I mean, Adam, Dak's best game, by the way, was against two bad defenses. So uh, we're not even there with DJ. He's not always great yeah. against mediocre defenses. So I think he's going to be I, a little bit over his skis. I looked it up. Pro Football Focus and Football Outsiders, they grade these quarterbacks, both of them, in about five different metrics, have Jones anywhere from 15th to 20th best quarterback in the league. Feels about accurate, right? He's like average-ish. Maybe oh, I a would little... put him closer to 20. Yeah. For me. Yeah, right, like 18 right. I, I think 20. most, pe- most sane yeah. people outside of uh, East Rutherford would do that. All right, next up. <laughs> Let's go to the Cowboys. They got a big win Monday over the Bucks. There's no time to celebrate. They got to face the Niners in the divisional round this weekend. Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy were asked about whether they thought the Cowboys <laughs> had a scheduling disadvantage. Here's what they had to say. That's what we were dealt. Uh, we got to plan in front of the nation tonight. But we got an extra day to get ready for it tonight. Uh, it was a good thing, good result. Uh, we'll go play on a short week. We've uh, done that at Thanksgiving Day and played short weeks. Uh, TV is king. I mean, you know, what are you going to say? I mean, it's, this is all this. This, uh, this is part of the challenge, uh, and you know, and I, I'm, it's. It's not concerned. We got plenty of time to get ready, so we're not stressed about it at all. I think it's going to serve us well. We'll, we'll be, we'll be, we'll have less sleep and we'll be grumpy. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Kellen, you know, Moore, Kellen yeah. Moore versus D'Amico Ryan's is a fascinating matchup. And remember, D'Amico Ryan's interviewing for four jobs this week. I don't think Kellen Moore's interviewing for any, but although he might eventually. I think Dallas's O line has played very well for the last several weeks. If they can keep the Niners front, just give Dak a little time. It's pretty clear what Dallas is offensively. If the running game is going and Dak throws 35 or fewer times, Dallas is a tough out. When the running game struggles, and this is what we've talked about, it's hard to run with Fred Warner sideline to sideline. You're not going to get outside much. So if the Cowboys can't run heavy on Dak, then it's ugly. I do think they'll be able to run the football a little bit. And I think it'll be a very. I think it's going to be a competitive game, um, not as close as the odds makers think. But I think it's a real. I think it's a real fist fight. I we think talk, we talk physical. about adversity a lot, yeah. Colin. Uh, 49ers haven't been in a lot of close games in the last. I don't know, eleven games. The one they had was the Raiders against Jared Stidham. Come on, what happens if this is close in the fourth quarter? Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott. I, there is a case for the Cowboys here, yeah, Colin. Yeah, I think there is. For, for the record, short short preparation time 
is not always. For Andy Reid to get extra time, but last year Tennessee and Green Bay had extra time, and what yeah. did they do with it? They lost. So the I, it, I don't think Dak's a, a 29-year-old guy. McCarthy's been in the league forever. Uh, Dallas is not offensively. Zach Martin's been in the league forever. Many Zeke's been in the league. Uh, Mo, C.D. Lamb's young, but a lot of the Dallas offensive players they'll rely on um, on the on the offensive side and the offensive staff. They've been around a while. It's not like short. This is not Jacksonville, yeah. where you're still kind of trying to find your identity. I think Dallas has an identity. When they run well, they're a tough out. Yeah. Final story is a big one, and you know this guy's not a huge name, but Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson was starting to become a hot name heading into the offseason. Um, Detroit's offense was unbelievable this year with Jared Goff. Colin Johnson has reportedly pulled his name out of the running for head coaching vacancies and will return to the Lions. I love this. In 2023. That's a playoff team next year. Johnson had the team ranked fifth in offensive points per game, 26.6. I think this is so far, to date, the biggest coaching move in the NFL. You know, I, I thought this... I We almost... I was going to do a, a rant on this today. I'm glad you put it in because... There's about four or five openings here, and I'm listening to Sean Payton last night talk about the various openings, and there's no slam-dunk job. There is no slam-dunk job, and that's for Sean Payton. Okay, this is a kid. Who's this kid bringing over defensive coordinator? There's openings every year. Some years, there are great openings. I mean, when the Packers had an opening, that's a great opening. You get a... Same in college football. Michigan opening is a really good opening, right? How many great jobs are there in college football year? About there's 130 Division One schools. USC, you have a chance to be really good really fast. There may be two in college football annually. Oklahoma and USC because of Lincoln Riley were right there. That's two. In 130, NFL's got a great opening. If you go back and look, every third year, Brian Dable made the Giants good. That was a mess. All right, let me ask you. If you're Ben Johnson, you look at your cell phone, it's Russell Wilson calling you from Denver. Hey, Ben, I love the stuff you did. It's me, Russ. We got some offense. We just had a terrible offensive coordinator. Can you come and fix us? Be the head coach. That's too They'll much. They'll figure out the defense. We no, don't care. It's way too much. you got to deal with Russell. You've got to deal with a new ownership look, look group. Look what he did for Jared Goff. Yeah, but, Come on. No, but Jared Goff has more self-awareness, isn't terribly needy, Ooh. doesn't have that contract. Ooh, no, I mean, your guy. <laughs> no, listen. It's probably the harshest comments you've ever had about a guy you like a lot. Well, the new Denver owners have already sat down with Russell. I know this to be sourced weeks ago. They've sat down with Russell and voiced their concerns about his inability to connect with the team. So they got a real they got a real issue on their team. The chiropractor in the building, the PR people, Ciara's career simultaneously. Like, the Denver owners have an issue. They're hoping the next coach can solve it. Jared Goff gives you low maintenance. His contract's not as bad as Russell Wilson's. Right. That that job... No, everybody thinks Denver's a great job. You have a GM now that may not be long multiple an ownership group that's going to want to win after a disastrous first year but the head coach has the ear of the ownership group remember the owner okay. says i want the coach yeah. reporting to me the other thing i think the big reason ben johnson stayed you think dan campbell's busting into his office telling him what to do absolutely not dan campbell's the op he's like a rah-rah guy yeah he's not telling the offensive coordinator hey we need to do this on third down let's do f-. he's not doing any of that this is ben johnson's complete show i like I it i don't know 
I would. This is uh, 2024. Salah. Hey, can you win some games in New York next year? Look at the job openings in the NFL. One, Houston. I got all sorts of Carolina. Don't have a. I don't know what their quarterback plan is. There's and they're one, picking ninth. There's one that's fascinating. It's Denver, and that comes with all sorts of stuff to get through. There's no way a 36 year old kid, if that's how old he okay. is, that's what, way too many questions. What if the Chargers had called Ben Johnson and said, "Come out here and work with Justin okay. Herbert"? I got a star quarterback. I'm not even paying yet. I got weapons. I got a left tackle. Well, you know, Brandon, no, that, Staley, Brandon yeah. Staley was would probably that's say a, no, thank you. To but that. that's a good job opening. That would be like. As good as the league has. That would be like the Green Bay situation where you got some tweaks. You have some obstacles. Packers don't have an owner. Uh, you know, the Chargers have this thing hanging over them where they underachieve every year. But that's a great job. And by the way, that job could be open next year. That's something that Sean Payton and Ben Johnson have to think about. Next year, the Chargers job. Now, that is the Packers. Where they're, that's a great job. And like a notch below that is the Jets if they don't make the playoffs That's this year. right. Yeah. Sure. You bet. Uh, J-Mac with the news. <laughs> well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live so News. So we, we often play a game on this show called Blind Resume. And I did it. The last time I did it, I think it was with Derek Carr is that sometimes players or a coach get a reputation and it's hard to overcome the reputation and they're frankly much better than the public realizes. And I'm going to play that next. I think you'll be fascinated by this. I was. We went and did some homework on this. It's very, very interesting. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all the sports talk, The Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not our idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah, listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing uh, about football. This is the worst thing Wait, I've ever he's been Wait, he's still on the off the show. Off the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. The NFC Divisional Playoffs presented by Intuit TurboTax are on Fox starting on Saturday as Jalen Hurts lead the Eagles against the rival Giants at 7.30 Eastern. Then on Sunday, Dak and the Cowboys renew a classic playoff rivalry against the 49ers at 6 Eastern, all on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Cowboys, Niners, Giants, Eagles. That is good. Those sound like big football games. The late John Madden used to say that. Does it sound like a big football game? Giants-Eagles divisional round. Yeah. That sounds big. If, if Cowboys-Niners. Trip down memory lane. Go on YouTube and look up uh, 49ers-Cowboys. Like Pat Summerall would do the voiceover leading into the game. Yeah. Remember those like two-minute? It it's awesome. I mean, they're really like Emmett Smith against Jerry Rice, uh, Steve Young, and Michael. It's just awesome stuff. So oftentimes in any field, you get labeled. You know, you get called a genius. I mean, you'll get a lot of credit for that, even if you're not a genius. What is um, the first way you're labeled? So Steph Curry comes in, small school, doesn't play defense. Uh, you know, he's kind of fragile. There are still, he's one of the 10 best players in league history. You could argue he's one of the five best non-centers ever. He's now part of a dynasty that'll probably win another one, just won it last year. And Steph Curry still doesn't get the respect among players Because there's a lot to getting a reputation and trying to shake it. Tom Brady for years. System quarterback. Got five Super Bowls. System quarterback. Yeah, he left and he was the system. The system's collapsed without Tom Brady. That's for goats. So if you're good and you get labeled something negative, it's hard to shake. And and I think Mike McCarthy is a very good football coach. Situationally, he drives me nuts. But by the way, you watched clock management last weekend. I like Mike McDaniel. Miami was a mess. And we like Mike McDaniel. So for years, Andy Reid, who's a legend, struggled with clock management in Philadelphia. Like, it's hard. Every, a lot of teams struggle with this stuff. So let's play blind resume. And just see now. How good of a coach is Mike McCarthy? So for our radio audience, I put Mike McCarthy... To the left, his winning percentage is 614. Seven division titles, 11 and 9 in the playoffs, and a Super Bowl win. Now, the coach that we don't have a silhouette of, Mike McCarthy, wins more division titles, on average, one more games, playoff records the same, just one fewer Super Bowl. Who's that guy? One of the five best coaches in oh. league history, Bill Parcells. Okay. One of the five, by the way, you have dinner with Sean Payton. You understand the influence of Bill Parcells. One of the great coaches. In my lifetime, the five best NFL coaches, Belichick, uh, Bill Walsh, Parcells. Parcells never got the intellectual credit that Bill Walsh did. One of the smartest guys that's ever coached. Okay, so let's go to the next guy. So this is Mike McCarthy. Okay, he's got a slightly less of a winning percentage than this coach. But he actually has a better playoff winning percentage than this coach, and they both have a Super Bowl. Who's this guy? Oh, yeah. Woo! 
Uh, it's Andy Reid. Wow. Okay. Okay. So let's 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 play the game again. Andy Reid with this coach, same division titles, better playoff record, both with a Super Bowl, wins slightly less in the regular season, but slightly more in the playoffs. Who's this coach? That's Mike Tomlin. He's pretty good, too. Let's do it again. Let's keep playing this game, you know, because he can't coach. All those passive-aggressive shots by Aaron Rodgers at McCarthy made people believe that Aaron won despite Mike McCarthy. All right, let's go to this coach for our radio audience. Mike, oh, Pete Carroll. So Mike's got a better winning percentage, more division titles, a better playoff record, and the same amount of Super Bowl wins. He's got a better resume than Pete Carroll. Okay, so let's go. Let's go uh, one more, one more, one more. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So this is an this is an interesting one. It's almost identical. So the winning percentage basically even. McCarthy's got a slightly better win percentage. They both have 11 winning seasons. Now Mike has almost double the division titles, identical playoff records, 11 and 9 in both the Super Bowl. Who's that? John Harbaugh. Okay, now, okay, Colin, you're making this thing. I don't know, Colin. You're shifting around the... I know what you're saying. Well... And McCarthy at Aaron Rodgers. All right, that's interesting. So let's put up Mike McCarthy without Aaron Rodgers. Let's take Aaron Rodgers out of it and give him a B quarterback in Cooper Rush and Andy Dalton. He won 57% of his games, three winning seasons, two division titles, and 500 in the playoffs. Now the coach to the other side, no division titles, losing playoff record, doesn't win half his games. Who's that? Oh, that's Belichick without Brady. (laughs) Interesting. Well, it's just Aaron. So he's significantly better than Belichick without Brady. He's better than Harbaugh, Pete Tomlin. And and I didn't put Sean Payton up. You know, he works at Fox. I don't want to do a comp with one of my coworkers. Colin, I don't know if I've ever seen a segment that's going to anger our audience more than that. Because that's eye-opening stuff. I, I'll be honest. I had never considered any of that. I heard, obviously, the call this morning. But because Aaron took, Aaron's very popular, and Aaron was more, you know, Aaron's this good-looking star quarterback, and he took some passive-aggressive shots at Mike. He says all the right things now. But because of that, the label Mike got is, was a little dim, little outdated, little lazy. Okay, let's take Aaron out of it even. Here's the other thing that's fascinating about this. So if we simplified football to a singular stat, a singular stat, which is, are you good when you get close to scoring, scoring touchdowns? Are you a good red zone offense? Because this, this sport really does come, NBA comes down to getting buckets. The Warriors got more buckets than Boston. They had more guys that could get a bucket. They won the finals. Um, So in the end, if you simplified football to, hey, how are teams when they get close to scoring? Do they get into the end zone? So Dallas right now is number one with Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott rebuilding an O-line. They're number one in red zone offense in the entire league, not Mahomes. Not Josh Allen, not Joe Burrow, not Justin Herbert, not Trevor Lawrence. They're number one in red zone offense. Where is Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers? 24th. 
Green Bay has the better offensive line. Green Bay has the better star running back. Green Bay with A.J. Dillon has the better power running back. Green Bay's awful in the red zone. Dallas is the league's best red zone offense. That's with an aging Dak. Dalton Schultz was not good until Thanksgiving. He played, but he wasn't right. They rebuilt the offensive line. Tyron Smith, the Hall of Fame left tackle, didn't play. They don't really have a clear-cut number two. Best offense. If football is just, did you get in the end zone and score? Dallas the best in the league at it with Dak Prescott. So my only problem with that is, are we giving McCarthy credit for calling the plays, or is this a Kellen Moore thing? Because Kellen Moore well, has been, he called a phenomenal game offensively against Tampa. Tampa yeah. was so confused okay. off balance. But he was terrible against Washington the week earlier. So my point 18. is, the, the point is, the coach takes responsibility. Wherever Mike has been, Mike wins division titles. Mike wins with backups. Mike uh, is good in the red zone. I'm just saying, when you get an early reputation, it is hard, especially when somebody who's popular and a star labels you. It's very hard. Very hard to overcome. Yeah. You start stacking him up. Parcells, Tomlin, Pete, Harbaugh, Belichick without Brady. It's very interesting where Mike McCarthy stacks. And he deals with something. And he's also had the two rarest, most unique ownership situations in the league. No owner and the most meddling owner. So think about that. He's had the two strangest ownership. Now, Dan Snyder's awful, but Jerry's the most meddling. He's the GM, right? And a team with no owner. It doesn't matter. Mike can win with no owner. Mike can win with a meddling owner. Ask Indy what it's like with a meddling owner. Franchise discombobulates. Just saying. Sorry if it bothers you. Number one red zone offense with all sorts of things to deal with. Aaron LaFleur, 24th. With a better O-line and a better backs. Aaron Jones is better than Zeke or Tony Pollard. Like, I don't even think it's that close. Was that the 38th straight day? Uh, pretty powerful stuff, I got to say. Mm. I'm, I'm impressed. You're defending right. McCarthy. All right. You're the one. <laughs> the hurt. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, Gainbridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder Gainbridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at Gainbridge.io.